a Lifetime original podcast. So sadly, you guys are stuck with more of us. Sorry, not sorry. I think we're fun too, though. I love a Lifetime movie. So you're mixed up with the mob to keep Brigadoon alive? <laughs> Why? Honestly, if I was choosing to dress the way Megan dressed when the cop showed up, I might need a separate apartment too. <laughs> this is where I go to just like look like a damn fool and act crazy. Oh my God, is she okay? Like those are three chances. We're just yes and it, bitch. No, 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 you're crazy. That's crazy. I told you, I told you that all those energy shots were bad for you. They, they scrambled your brain up or something. Hold on now. No, you're telling me that my boyfriend's mom tried to kill me and, and the theater director? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am Megan Gailey, joined today by, as I was saying when I got onto the Zoom, a lip! Um, <laughs> a lip on Naomi Ekparrigan! Yes, I did do a touch of lip, as always. You know, when you do a lip, you're creating an illusion. Yes. That the whole rest of you is put together. And that's something that I really wanted to convey today. That's one of the reasons that I like Zoom. And I know a lot of people do not like Zoom. But there's not an in-person touch up my appearance button. So exactly. until I'm able to live in that Black Mirror episode, I prefer meetings on Zoom. Thank you. You and I are on the same page as always. Absolutely. I mean, however, I will say that recently we did meet IRL. <gasps> no appearance touches needed, though you did look flawless. I mean, this one literally popped a baby out a day ago and she's out here looking gorge, honey. That's Okay, kind. life in her eyes, bounce in the hair. And I couldn't believe it. That's very kind. Well, Megan, it was beautiful. You and I, we we went to dinner at all times. A lovely restaurant. Delicious. A little pricey, but you know what? On special occasions, why not? That's what everyone said. Everyone's like, oh, it's so good, pricey. And it's like, I um I honestly feel like here in this Los Angeles, I don't even look at things anymore. You just have to be like, ah, I'm here. <laughs> so, you know. Wow. Okay, brave, 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 brave. No, no, no. I'm looking at prices. I know. I'm judging. No. And I say, Am I worth it today? That's what I say. Am yeah. I worth it today? And you are. I don't even know which day you're talking about, but you are worth it today as I <laughs> scratch a bug bite on my upper thigh. Um, <laughs> so yes, we went there. I was um I wasn't going through something. My dear lovely husband was out of town. Um, so mm -hmm. it was the first outing I had done just by myself with Conrad. And yes. you were kind enough, brave enough to meet us. We went to an early birds dinner. Yes, I loved it. It was like 5.30, 5.45, which personally is when I like to eat, yes. okay? I don't know if I'm just aging or what's going on. If there are any doctors listening, you can tell me. I feel like I have heartburn every night. Oh. And so the earlier I eat, the more likely I'm not to have it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I've digested. So quite honestly, a 5.45 meal, oh, chef's kiss. Also, empty, empty. Yep. And, you know, you and I are dining outdoors, but I still don't want to be on people. And so it was just a perfect situation mm -hmm. to be there early. And Conrad, you guys, Conrad, and you should not be surprised, Megan Gailey's child knows how to be at a restaurant. Okay. <laughs> he knows. Conrad was chilling for like 90 minutes. Yeah. Conrad was just like, I'm going to lay down. I don't want to engage in this. He gave us a great stretch. Mm -hmm. um, and then things got a little choppy. The waters got a little rough, um, which is, uh, listen, it was the furthest that I had like driven 
to eat somewhere. So it's like that's at a time. Then we were yep, sitting. Yep, we yep. were really having a great time. We were catching up. We were gossiping. Um, we were sharing secrets. And the table next to us, they were chill. So he started to fuss a little bit. And so I got out his binky as any good mama does. And <laughs> right as I'm about to shove it in his mouth, so Naomi and I can keep talking, I dropped it into Mabel's dog bowl. <laughs> oh, yes. I didn't mention that I did bring Mabel. I said, well, if you're bringing your child, I'm bringing mine. Yeah. And they got <laughs> along. They really got along. Oh, yeah. You can go to my IG to see Mabel just simply smitten, smitten with Conrad. She was like, at first, because she was like on the ground and she just like kept trying to crane up <clears throat> the seat. <clears throat> She really went to see what was happening. So then I kind of put her up on the bench and she just like looked at him. Yeah. She was just like really into looking at him. She's like, that baby gets to be up there. I want to be on the bench too. You know, give exactly. me a seat. So his <laughs> binky's just floating in Mabel's dog bowl. <laughs> then I took him out of his car seat, was bopping him around. There was an elder woman there, probably yes. early 80s. So we're getting, yeah, yeah, talking yeah. up there who had a tight gray bun which <laughs> is the scariest thing on earth like absolutely when you absolutely. see a like sophisticated old woman with a gray bun and she had one of those like yep. velvet scrunchies it yeah, was yeah, yeah. she was not happy with me she was not happy with conrad and yeah i had to shove a bottle in his mouth and then i dropped a loose sock on the ground i mean <laughs> We found it, though. It did go No, and everybody was totally fine, but this one woman was making me feel subconscious, and it may have just been one of those things where it's like, that's how her face looks. Um, But I read it as, I have failed as a human being. Um, I I do think that Cindy Crawford's daughter was there, and I do think she pointed at Conrad and said, he's so cute. She did. She Um, got excited. Yeah. Because I was facing away, and when you look, you're like, is that who she, and I didn't recognize her, I just saw a thin white girl. So I didn't recognize her, but she, what I noticed is she like saw Conrad and she like gasped. Yeah. She was like very excited to see him. And it was like, okay, naturally, Conrad would know Hollywood A-lister's children. Well, when I saw her, I was like, is that Cindy Crawford? And it's like, no, it's a 20-year-old. But it, she <laughs> looks so much like Cindy Crawford that I was like, that's got to be her. Yeah, tail end, Conrad's, rah, 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 and then Mabel started barking. And we Mabel said, we are a problem. We got to get out of here. <laughs> We did. And I just felt like I really wish in that moment, in that moment, I expected everyone around us to clap, not because they want us gone, but because they appreciate us realizing that things are getting a little loose and we are going to step away. We're going to step (laughs) away from the dining experience. We each ordered chocolate chip cookies to go. (laughs) Throw it in the bag. We're out of here. Do you remember though? We were like chocolate chip cookies to go. And he goes, there are two cookies in an order. And we're like, two each. We know. Two orders, sir. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, like, stop trying to tell me portions, okay? They're, I know. They're the what I know, best, what I said, what I said. They're the best chocolate chip cookies. And Naomi let me go home with her ragu, or leftovers, so. Was it delicious? Did you eat them? I ate it the next day. I heated it up. I ate it like a proper meal. I love leftovers. <laughs> and when me we were, too. When we were growing up, my family used to call it a clean out the fridge party. <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, my mom made it a little festive. <laughs> so, Of course, Peggy did. I see leftovers as a fun thing. Oh, my God. Well, honestly, I feel like a reference to Peggy and Peggy making the most of any situation wow. really gets us into today's film because today's film is about a mother, a mother trying her best. <sighs> yeah. Okay. And her best, not great. I'm going to say that. <laughs> However, she's no Peg. The movie we are talking about today, you guys, is Malicious Mind Games. Okay. And this is a Lifetime Movie Club original. Okay, we love in a ridge. This psychological thriller follows Isabel Richardson, a recently widowed mother looking for a fresh start 
When Isabel finds herself struggling to support her teenage daughter and put herself through grad school, she takes on a night security gig for some extra cash. But her sleepless nights take a deadly turn when she thinks she's witnessed a murder. Determined to prove her sleep deprivation isn't clouding her judgment, she takes matters into her own hands to prove something sinister is happening right under everyone's noses. Wow. Ooh, now that, Hedy, you know, normally it's called a log line, not a log paragraph. <laughs> That's what I but, <laughs> but when I saw this, I go, oh, they gave us the one sheet. Okay. That's a <laughs> that's an industry term too. <laughs> but they were like, let's let's just break it down because there is a lot going on. And it's true, because it's like twists and turns. Honestly, you guys, as with most things, I didn't know who anyone's name was until right. like 35 minutes when in. When they said I witnessed like, a murder, I was like, I forgot that part. <laughs> Even though it's like the crux of the film. I'm like, when was there a murder? Okay, okay, okay. Now, you know we got to get into it, Megan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, so the movie opens and we see the production companies, the studios that make me go, we are, we're in good hands. Like, isn't that funny that it's like, I see the Lifetime Studios now and I go, we got something good to work with. Oh my God, I feel the same thing. I'm like, okay, it's a Mar Vista joint. Mar Vista. If it's a Mar Vista, Mar if it's a Mar Vista, if it's a real one, it's like, yeah, you know, real one entertainment. We know, like, these are the people who are tried and true, who know how to do this. Right. So we open on a young black woman, Isabel, and she's walking through an empty theater. Hello? We're close. Someone there? <laughs> Rosaline? Empty? Theaters, and I'm not talking yeah. movie theater. I'm talking drama theater. Yeah, theater. That's yeah. scary. Have you ever been in a yeah. theater at night? Ah! I know it's like pitch black. I feel like it's just filled with ghosts. I'm worried a puppet's going to come to life. Well, I I remember hearing some. You know, I was in theater in uh, since I was a youth, all the way <laughs> through college. Oh my god, embarrassing. <laughs> um, and you're supposed to leave like one light bulb on a stand on the theater stage. Oh, on the stage. And uh -huh. I can't remember like if it's for the ghosts or if it's to keep the ghosts away, but it's something to do with ghosts because they're... Wow. I mean, think how fucking dramatic everybody is that does theater. You know they're going back and haunting that. Like, Absolutely. I didn't get the part I was supposed to. I have unfinished five, business. Oh, fum. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so the, the dead thespians, I can't even imagine how dramatic they're being. So our Isabel, she sees a woman tied to a chair on the stage, and she screams, Ma'am, are you all right? Are you okay? You were screaming. She's woken up, and we see that Isabel's, like, standing on a street yeah. in a security guard jacket, and she's standing outside of the theater. Mm hmm and then I said she was an older white woman, but no. I don't think she's supposed to be that much older, but she look older. No, I think they're supposed to be the same age. And we're they seeing are. They are, no. we're seeing a classic example of how 
the sun is not meant for white people. Absolutely. Um, right when we meet this white woman, I wrote down, I do not trust her. Um, I know you did text that to me. And I think I need to find the screenshot because there's nothing better than you being like, I just started it, but I already don't trust her. I just didn't. She was just like so perky. And it was just like, Ugh, I, you seem off. Overly familiar. That was the vibe. Yes. So Isabel like confesses that. Sometimes I fall asleep standing. <laughs> And I was like, how did you get this job? Right. As a nighttime security guard if you fall asleep standing. And we're going to go on to see her fall asleep a lot. A lot. To the point where I'm like, I don't think this is the industry for her. Right. <laughs> exactly. But then the woman, she's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Uh, the white woman <laughs> yeah. whose name we still don't know. No. She just seems to think it's fine. But she immediately starts telling the security guard a whole lot of, like, of her boss's business. Cameron's had a rough couple years. She was in a bad car accident, and one trouble led to another. Trouble? Well, like, money trouble, among other things, but I'm sure it's all in the past. I, I'm not really one to gossip. Oh, of course. An identified white woman just starts telling her all the camera's business. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. Um, again, too chatty, too loose. And it's, That's what has pinging my antenna. And it's got to be like 6 a.m. Because the night security guard's still on duty and like the sun has barely come up. Um, right, right, and right. Yeah, she's, she's doing that white woman thing of like, there's been a lot of sketchy characters around. Like she's <laughs> talking like a next door post. Um, uh -huh. So not great. <laughs> then we cut to Cameron who is a strong black woman. So I was like, okay, we've got a theater owned by a black woman. This is exciting. And she's got not just black, because like normally Lifetime, they don't let you be too black. You always got to have like straight hair, a wig, a weave, okay? <laughs> Cameron's giving us like dreadlocks and a top knot. Yes. A skew. I said, okay, Mar Vista, they're opening up their casting and we love to see it. Yes. Unfortunately, Cameron is a very mean character. <laughs> she is very, very mean she to Isabel. My backups are right here. Much more secure. And this is our portable monitor, right? I have to go. I'll see you later. She does not say anything that's not in the, well, I don't know, voice the whole time. <laughs> like, never yeah, a soft put voice. put upon. Yes. Put upon. And it's like, like... Literally, Cameron showing Isabel the new security camera. She's like, we have a new security system. The cameras are up and they can show you everything. Here's an iPad. You can take it with you and look. And literally, all Isabel says is, can you show me how to use it? <laughs> and Cameron's like... <sighs> I don't have time for this. Oh, shit. It's, and like opening and running your own theater is truly a labor of love. I don't think these are things that like make a lot of money. So it has to be like a dream. Cameron, it seems like someone died and they made her do this. Like it does. Right. It's like, do you like theater? Do you like people? Do you like talking? I don't know if this is for you. So, so far I'm like, Isabel shouldn't have this job. Cameron needs to sell the theater. And that white woman needs to shut the hell up. <laughs> so as Cameron is showing Isabel how to use it, we see Rosalind, who is the woman who we saw tied to the chair yeah. in the dream, <laughs> who, okay, I'm going to tell you this right now. We see Rosalind, she's going through some clothes in the costume room at the theater, and she's just like going through these clothes like she's at a store. I was like, Honey, this isn't Marshall's. And she's just like thumbing through things. And then Isabel comes, and Isabel's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. She goes down. And what we find out is that Rosalind is Isabel's daughter. Now, when I tell you Rosalind looking 25 if she a day, 
Roslyn, 25, Isabel, 32. I'm not getting it. Like, I almost corrected you when you said we saw a woman tied to the chair. But the reality is at that point, we thought it was a woman. We did not know. it was a woman. It was a sophomore in high school. Like, when I saw her rifling through stuff, I was like, oh, it's like a a burglar. And then I was like, oh, oh, no, Isabel's like embarrassed. It's her friend. I thought it was like her sister. Yeah, Yeah, I thought it was going to be like like, a sassy friend. Like, let me take the leather jacket. Um, I would like to retract my statement that Cameron never isn't speaking in a terse voice. She says to Rosalind, Sorry, Cameron. You know what? Just take it. It'll look great on you. And I'm sure it'll make quite an impression. That is if your mom says yes. Really, Cameron? Because you seem to not like her mama or anything else. Like, to me, I would have actually appreciated Cameron's attitude here. Because I would have been like, what you doing coming up in the closet, just rifling through? Ugh, okay. Did you say? 100%. Anyway. I know what you're saying. Anyway. Anyway, um, I'm just, we're like 10 minutes in and I'm already living. So Isabel has learned how to use the security system because we see her on an iPad sort of looking as things are going on. Then she's outside. We see her studying her GMAT. And that's to go to grad school? Yeah, I think it's, it's just like just to get into grad okay. school. Um, And then... She falls asleep again. (laughs) We've seen her working two nights and she fell asleep both nights. But also, like, who's breaking into a theater? That's neither here nor there. I know. And then the next morning, guess who's back? Old next door Nancy. Um, (laughs) That's the white lady. She's a doctor. She comes over. She's got coffee and she's brought Isabel an espresso. I think that's too friendly. And she's got lots of gossip. Again, listen to this. Uh, Anyway, how's the job going? Uh, no complaints. Why? No reason. It's just, um, well, the local uh, high school theater puts on their fall play here, and Cameron barely charges them anything, which is totally nice, but she gave a key to the building to the old directory where she barely knew him. It's kind of a creepy vibe. Well, she gave me a key and barely knows me, but she did a background check on me first. Well, I'm just kind of worried about her. I've got a lot of People coming and going at odd hours recently. I mean, the whole neighborhood's talking. Mm. Mr. Adams, he uh, owns the diner down the street. He thinks that it's loan sharks. Loan sharks like people who will bust your kneecap or slice your face if you don't pay. Oh, scary. Okay, this is like where I'm like, again, she, who mentions getting your face sliced by like a loan shark? And then it's like, okay, bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, the lo- who is keeping a theater alive through loan sharks? <laughs> What? It's like, I, we got to close the, th- listen, I support the arts. I want the arts back in schools. I'm going to give money to the arts. I want this theater closed. Absolutely. It's like, you can't keep it open. You don't have a production coming anytime soon. So you're mixed up with the mob to keep Brigadoon alive? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and then she calls this Ressa, she brought her a gift. She's like, keep it. It's a gift. It's like, that's not a gift. That's a favor. I know. I also actually don't appreciate someone just like, because here's my thing. And again, maybe it's because I know I'm in the world of Lifetime. I'm Marvis to joint. I don't like someone bringing me something to consume oh, in right. a container I cannot see through. Yeah. And you are a full stranger to me. You are a full stranger to me. She could have like spit in it. It's like, who knows? Because I just, and so for me, I'm like, thank you. Keep but also, it. who are you? Yeah, keep it. It's like, ew. Give me $7 to go get my own espresso. That would be a gift. Exactly. I would. I got you a gift card to the coffee shop. Thank I mean, for you. For $7. <laughs> <laughs> 
The next day we see Isabel dropping Rosaline off at school and yells at her because basically Rosaline goes to like take a sip of her mom's coffee and Isabel goes off. Uh, no coffee. A patch of soda. That's more than enough caffeine. God, it's just coffee. It's not like I'm asking to do drugs. Caffeine is a drug, thank you very much, and it's just as dangerous as any other. Okay, they're obviously trying to set the stage, but this reaction is like, are you Mormon? Like, the way you're reacting is, like, not right. But then we also learn, too, Mom is also like, did you bring your EpiPen? Do you have your EpiPen? You know, and Rosalind's like, yes, yes, yes. So we know she's allergic to something, which you know is going to come into play. Well, And, and then, EpiPen and caffeine is a drug? We're starting off strong. Then I'm wondering, what does Isabel do during the day? Because, like, she's working at night. She's dropping her daughter off at school. Isn't she going home and sleeping? Well, that's I, what I need. That's what I want her to be doing. But do you think, like, she's like, I have errands and grocery shopping and... And also, I'm assuming some sort of she's trying to study a little bit. Like that's what. Nothing, oh right. To me, she has not made the right choice. If I was trying to make somebody be there for my kid and study for grad school, honey, starting OnlyFans. You don't need to be wow. working she's overnight beautiful. for eight hours. She's beautiful too. She um, could just show some feet. She could just show some feet. And, make some and you know what? As I think about that, I'm I'm being ableist because my um my best friend, she's worked nights for like, she's a nurse. She's worked nights probably 15 years, like a long time. And she Ooh. always says like, the world is not set up for people that work nights. So right. she's like, I wish there was like a place where we could go to run all of our errands at the hours when we're awake. Right. So it's like, if you want to yeah. get your nails done, get your hair done, go to the grocery store, go to the bank. You have to do it during regular people hours. Right. So I take it back. Here I am. I'm just making statements, having to retract them left and right. I need a spokesperson. (laughs) Okay. So then um, we cut to school parking lot. Afternoon. Yes. Yeah. So uh, like I'm, like I said, she has to go for a school meeting and she's late because she was probably napping. She's supposed to meet Rosaline's teacher. Is it Rosaline or Rosaline? (laughs) Rosaline. Rosaline? Rosaline? I don't know. Let's just call her Roz. Roz. She goes to meet Roz's teacher, and she's late. He's mad. Mr. Cho, I'm Rosaline's mom. We have a meeting? We had a meeting at four. Now it's nearly five. I really need to speak with you. Miss Richardson, Rosaline skipped my class, was caught making out with a boy, and didn't submit an essay she was assigned. She has detention, and that's final. I understand, and I'm very sorry I was late, but... I want to speak with you about Rosaline's behavior, not excuse it. Rosaline, we both have been having a difficult time with the death of her father, my, my husband. He died last year. Sorry for your loss. And so that's all bad news. But the good news is I feel like Isabel and the teacher, Henry, are having romantic vibes. It's crazy that you clocked vibes so soon because I did not. I Because I felt like he was so immediately annoyed in a way that I really appreciated because, you know, teachers normally have to, you know, placate parents. And I thought... I bet it's, he's only giving her an attitude because she a black woman. You know, being, I'm like, why is he? Because 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 parents are so annoying all the time. Yeah. And like teachers have to just kind of like swallow it and just be like, okay. And he's literally like, I'm leaving. He's like, yeah. you're late. I'm leaving. And I was like, okay, Mr. Cho with the attitude. Well, maybe this is why I thought they had vibes. Maybe there were no vibes, but I was just like, oh, a male teacher that's handsome. I hope they have sex. Um, <laughs> so I think I was like forcing my own fantasy onto it. And 
maybe I did clock him being handsome and young. Maybe I'm I right. did. I clocked him being handsome and young, and I was like, okay, yes, there is a reason why they're on the same age bracket. So the guy that she, the boy, the boy, the child, the well, not like six, but you know, sixteen, that <laughs> she teen. was this the teen that she was caught making out with. Lo and behold, his mom is there too. So she goes over to meet them, and guess who it is. White lady, chatty doctor. Mom, this is Rosaline and her mom. They just moved to town. Hey. Uh, yeah. It's good to see you again. It's good to see you again, too. Oh, you guys know each other? Oh, well, we never officially exchanged names. I'm Isabel. Megan. What? So she sees her, and then, of course, Isabel's like, oh, yeah, we know each other. And gossipy doctor... Who says her name is Megan? I don't know. Ding, ding, ding. She acts like she doesn't know her at all. She's just like, hey. But she didn't say anything, which is stuff like that always bothers me, where it's like, just say, no, I didn't see you. So it's like, are your first, my first like sign something is going on? Well, I'm I- like, you bought her coffee. And now I'm convinced the coffee has sedatives in it, which is why she keeps falling asleep and missing stuff. I think maybe she didn't say, no, I don't know you, because she's like, maybe I met and I forgot, because I do that all the time. Like, like <laughs> I think I'm so bad at it. People are like, Megan, we have met seven times. And I'm like, well, <laughs> didn't clock it. But I was deeply upset that her name was Megan. She also Mm -hmm. says it weird. And like, this is a thing that- What do you mean? She says it weird, Naomi. Megan. I have had people ask me this as of late. They'll be like, is it Megan or Megan? Megan? Uh, There are people out in this world pronouncing it Megan. And I think that's how she said it. I know. I know. I've had people correct me. Been like- been like, no, she says it Megan. And I'm like, I definitely do not say that. <laughs> but this bitch does. Oh, Ugh, my God. I know. Well, that night, Isabel sees Megan <laughs> and her boss, Cameron, like fighting. I need another long. I'm sorry. I have given you all I can give. Do you have any idea what they'll do if I can't pay? You owe me. I'm the one that used my connections for your posh apartment. I'm the one that introduced you. This is a private conversation. Cameron. Go. I'm sorry. The door was open. Cameron like notices her and is like, get back to work. Yes. Which is like (laughs) so funny to me. Because it's like, Cameron, you're the one who's having trouble with loan sharks, it seems. (laughs) It's not making sense. Um, But what do we do? We cut to Isabel waking up yet again. Because a lot of... uh, Isabel's sleeping. Basically, what we're just seeing is like a startled wake up. Yeah. And I can only imagine that at some point the director was like, give me some B-roll of startled waking. Yes. Just have yeah, her yeah, just, yeah. can you just give like 10 takes I bet of you waking they did up a, startled? I bet they did a half day of the actress. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then she starts doing jumping jacks to stay awake. I hadn't heard that. And then she hears a woman screaming. And so at this point, Isabel's outside the theater. She's on the sidewalk. Right. So she looks up and she sees Megan in the window being... Of the apartment across the street. Yes. There's an apartment right across the street, windows facing. She sees her like being strangled, struggling. She's like banging on the window. I mean, she's being attacked. And so Isabel yeah. calls the cops. They show up. Oh boy. Well, hello. They go to. You know, this is about to be a whole lot of. Yeah. <laughs> they go into the apartment, go to the door of the apartment where the woman was being attacked. They knock on it, and then Megan answers wearing a hat. <laughs> she is wearing a full, like, 
black fedora. What? You said black fedora? She's Is right. it a fedora? It's more, um, it's, it's like a giant brim. Yes. It's like a wider it's, brim. It's more Diane Keaton than fedora, but yes. it's, but yes, it's, yes. it's a black statement hat. Um, yes. And, In her house. Yes. At like 10 p.m. That to me, I'd go, nope, the hat, you're coming downtown. Like yeah. the hat is the, <laughs> is the strangest thing. It's not even like the way she's acting. You clocked also that she has leather pants. On. I was going to say, I'm like, not just the hat. You have not pointed out the like burgundy leather pants. I, okay. You guys, she's wearing a black hat, <laughs> a white blouse with like, arm cutouts on the side and then a burgundy leather pant. And we are to believe this is how she lounges at home because she's like, (laughs) Uh, I was actually watching a scary movie earlier. Could that be what they heard? Got myself all (laughs) riled up. And it's like, what? This is something that bothers me in movies and TV in general. When people are at, actually commercials are a big culprit of this too. When people are at their house and they have real clothes on. It's like no one has real clothes on in their house. They're naked (laughs) in robes, in pajamas, in athleisure. Okay? Exactly. Exactly. People just like laying in bed in a bra. (laughs) Now, she says that she got scratches from her cat. Well, yeah, you see like three very red, fresh scratches that look like they're on her neck, which, okay, is that from being in the window and struggling? Yeah. Is that, were you scratched by whoever? Like, it's like, that's the thing, because what I thought it was, oh, was it her trying to get the thing off her neck? You know, like get the rope off her get neck. Get the person. And she scratched yeah. herself. Yeah. Is or, what I thought when she was trying to free herself. Or is it from watching a scary movie? <laughs> <laughs> and then you get so nervous, you just start stress, stress scratching. Um, what a psycho. At this point, I'm like, this actress gives me Kristen Wiig vibes. Like she no. had, yeah, she had been like, oh, well, so, no, just my dear Halloween movie. Like, and she, <laughs> she was Kristen Wiig to me, big time. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, after this moment, of course, when, again, there's no problem, the detective he, we are getting ruddy, older white man, yeah. okay? This is a classic detective. He's not even one of the cops who opened the door. This is separate. And he's no, like, he's in a, he he's in a crumpled suit. And of course, he needs yes. to start being critical of Isabel, the woman who called the police in the first place. Come on now. He's questioning her and he notices all the like five-hour energy type drinks. Of course, they're not using that brand. Come on, it's Marvista. But it's like five-hour energy type shots all like <laughs> on the floor yes. around her seat. Work. And I was like... <laughs> What? You couldn't even get yourself to a trash can. And there's like and 15 of them. She would be fully dead. Like she <laughs> she would be, that's that's worse than doing cocaine all night. Like I know. there were so many four hour and 59 minute shots. I'm like, I want it to be like an off brand, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But he sees that and immediately is like, are these yours? All of them? It's a new job. It's been hard to stay awake. You know, caffeine is a powerful mind-altering drug. Oh, well, you're taking these. Your mind's playing tricks on you. You're sleep-deprived. You're taking crack cocaine <laughs> and that you got from the drugstore. I don't believe you. And of course, Isabel's like, I'm not making this up. But there we have it. Are cops out in these streets just giving people unsolicited life advice like this? Like, you need to get some sleep. Like, excuse me, you need to steam your suit. I didn't know we were trading advice. When Isabel gets home in the morning, so that would be probably basically about when Roz is about to go to school. (laughs) She's in the house and then Roz reminds her, she's like, there's a parent-teacher conference in the afternoon at the theater? 
I don't understand. That's like the first of many things that don't make sense. Why would there be any sort of parent teacher anything at the theater? Well, I think it's at the theater because at this point, Roz has been convinced um, by Isabel to like join the play. So I think it's like you're in the play and we're going to like talk to your parents and like make sure they have the schedule and stuff. Well, I think I needed to not be called a parent teacher conference. Okay, <laughs> because conference implies your parent, a single teacher, and we're talking through work. <laughs> if it was like parent meet, like, all the parents of the cast have to come to the theater. Then that's okay? a parent cast meeting. <laughs> Thank you. Something. Something there. Okay. Then. Oh, yes. This is great. They get to the theater. Isabel sees Megan again. And she also acts like a total stranger to her. For like you? <laughs> oh, I don't drink coffee. Thanks. You don't? Since when? I'll take that coffee, Mom. Nice try, kid. Stop calling me kid. You're embarrassing. I'll stop calling you kid when you stop being one. You know what? It's early enough. I'll take it. Thank you. Good, because I wanted to pay you back and to apologize for the other night. Mm. This time, Isabel brings her a coffee. So nice. (laughs) So nice. She's like, just wanted to pay you back. And Megan's like, I don't drink coffee. She's such a bitch. I was like, okay. This is crazy to me. So now we know it cannot be the same person. Yeah. For me, I'm like, okay, you're not the person we saw, but it's like, who are you? And like, if you did something, why are you so bad at acting like you don't know? Like, you're, uh, yeah, there's just, I'm like, does she have like split personality where she like blacks out and does stuff and doesn't remember that she's a doctor? Is she an evil twin? So many different avenues. It really, at this point, it feels like a choose your own adventure of like, which way is Lifetime gonna go? But I wish that Megan would be nicer in her interactions. Me too. Because I think especially like to me, like if you're gonna be shady, dangerous, nefarious, you gotta be able to lie right or else people gonna be looking at you. It's like, if I got a bunch of suspects, I'm like, oh, yeah, try to bitch a person who act like she don't like nobody. And that's why you have to be upbeat. Because then also Isabel notices the scratches on her neck, which, you know, we clocked when the when the cops went by there. Are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I, I was um, I was gardening the other day and I um, I tripped and fell into my rose bush and got all scratched up. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Do people just rub up neck first against their flowers? I think... This isn't even a good lie. No, and the thing is, okay, so this... Now I'm very... Having seen this full film, I'm very confused now because the first lie was the cat. So it's like, is that not her? Wouldn't you just stick with the cat? Thank you. This is why I got confused too because I'm like, okay, well, in that first... The last one we saw dressed like Diane Keaton being sexy, (laughs) she said it was a cat even though there were no signs or smell of a cat. You see what I'm saying? The cops didn't think. And then... Good point. This woman saying Rosebush. You know what I'm saying? Good point. Because the thing is, and Naomi, I know you have cats. No matter how clean your cat is and how clean your house is, you can smell when a cat is there. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. No sign or smell. I'm like, you don't hear it. You don't see no scratch marks on like... You don't see any rogue litter trails. Thank you. Um, Oh, your cat. Cool. So then they they go up in the mezzanine. Well, because Megan's like, I have to go to the bathroom. And then she goes up and she's just like looking around the theater weird. Yeah, she's not. She's going in the... She walks in the opposite direction of the bathroom. Yeah. Not good at lying. No. And so Isabel and her like end up sort of having a heart to heart. That seemed like a... Pretty intense argument with you and Cameron last night. 
Cameron can be a bit intense sometimes, but she's harmless. At least I think she is. <laughs> you sure you're okay? You seem different. You know, I'm just dealing with some old wounds that have been reopening recently. My ex-husband, he's, um, well, we got divorced a year ago. He, <laughs> he was sleeping with the secretary. <laughs> uh, my husband died last year, actually. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Thanks. Tell me about him. Really? If you want to, I mean, you don't have to if it's too painful. It's been 13 months since the car accident. I want to talk about him. His name was Finn. He was the funniest person I've ever known, or ever will know, probably. <laughs> we were best friends from the moment we met. You must really miss him. I do. So now they're cool? You see what I'm saying? Like, what prompted her to be nice to her just then? I think because Isabel's like, this is the lady from outside. She's just like, she has a teen, and we know teens. Ugh. You know, we got, like, I'll try and be nice. But, like, Megan, what made Megan be nice this time? Because I think she just is, like... She just lowered her guard. She was like, okay, I'll I'll not be an asshole. Yeah. And it's, it's probably like, maybe I did maybe I did meet this person, <laughs> you okay, know? This is crazy. The behavior is just not adding up. It is crazy. Okay? You didn't do high school theater. We've been over this, right? I was head of the Performing Arts Committee, but I didn't actually, like, do you the actions. Bob Sloan never cast me, not afraid to use his full government name. What? So why were you the head of the Performing Arts Committee if you were not performing the arts? Basically, Performing Arts Committee, we would do, like, two big talent shows a year. Oh, okay. So separate, yeah. So we just, like, get it. Would you do the talent shows? Yes, I was singing naturally. You were singing? Yes. You have a good yes. voice? I did. Now Naomi, it's only okay. your voice does not go from good to though. bad. I don't no, have the doesn't. range, honey. I don't have the range I, I have know, when I was little. I know, but you still probably have younger. a pretty tone. Oh, yeah, it's got a pretty tone. Oh, okay. It's got a pretty tone. Oh, my gosh. It just gosh. doesn't really have, like, you know, the power. Were you ever, like, would you ever do, like, bits? Like, be like, in this next song. You know, you know when you go to, <laughs> you know when you go to concerts and musicians are the least funny people you've ever seen? And people laugh like they're yeah. just going to have the Apollo and you're theater, like, yes. give me the hits, Celine. <laughs> but you did theater. I did you, theater. No, I did theater, of yeah. Of course. Yeah. You did theater and golf. And then what was the third thing? Tennis. Tennis. My yeah. God, you were busy around. And I was class president. President. Oh, I know. It's so obnoxious. No, it's just really padding my resume to go to a damn state school any old lizard <laughs> could get into. <laughs> lizard. You could literally have no personality and be like, blah, blah. And they're like, get in here. And I was like, <laughs> I need 70,000 extracurriculars. It's like, calm down, Patty Simcox. <laughs> um, okay, so that night at work, Isabel sees someone on the camera. And when she goes to check on it, she gets whacked over the head. <laughs> You know getting whacked over the head is my favorite form of abuse in Lifetime. <laughs> Your Lifetime bingo card is filled with whacked over the head. But then she wakes up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, so it's like, it's like, it just like cuts. It's just like, she hits over the head and then it goes to black and then come back. And she's back. And she's like, did I take a nap? I take naps a lot. Maybe I just took a nap. <laughs> I know. And she's like, I think my head hurts. But then as she's walking around, she runs into hot English teacher Henry Cho. Isabel. What are you doing here? I work here. What are you doing here? I left my wallet earlier. Came back to grab it. And immediately I'm like, okay, now is Henry Cho colluding? Did he, he whack her? 
Right. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm like, was he the did he murder the woman in the window? Why was it something you needed at midnight? You're a high school English teacher. <laughs> um, and he's also like he runs the plays too. Why is yeah, he? Yeah, he the also is like the, the director of the plays. <laughs> and also, if the most action this theater is seeing is like where the high school students rehearse, bankrupt. This should not be a theater. Bankrupt. Okay. The loan sharks give them the money and get out of town. Exactly. Give him the deed. Give him the deed to the building. You know who is kind of dodgy is high school theater directors. Like, now that you bring up, like, maybe it could have been Henry Cho, I'm like, that's not a bad point. Wait, why are you saying they're dodgy? From personal experience? Yes. (laughs) And it's just like, I don't know a world where I would go teach high school theater and like that saying something Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of jobs I would do. But Henry Cho, he is cute. And he's like, nice, because immediately she's like, I was hit over the head. And he's like, we should call the police. And she's you like, know, like, he's I, like, not with them again. So then she does, and she like tells, again, the same detective, I guess he's working the beat. And she's like, this is connected to what happened the other night. Ms. Richardson, nothing happened the other night. Someone hit me over the head and wrecked the office. It can't be a coincidence. Look, the safe is open. Whoever broke in was looking for cash, got mad when they couldn't find any, and trashed the place. I do have to say, now having seen the entire film, I do not know why someone broke into this theater. I, like, it doesn't... I'm like, exactly. I don't know if this came... Okay, okay. I know. <laughs> Megan, Megan, you're not wrong. Okay. You're not wrong. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So the next day, Isabel um, lets Roz go out on a date with Jonathan. That's Megan's son. Megan's son, who is just like painfully average and does nothing. I I feel like for a high school boy, he's kind of cute. Like I was like, uh, when they showed him, I was like, I'm not mad at Roz. He looks more like a high schooler to me than Roz yeah. does. And he's probably like 6'3". So. Right, I know. He's like not. Yeah, I mean, he's a grown man. But like, yeah. for some reason, Rosalind really just feels like she owns property to me. Which is probably why she's mouthing off in school because she's like, I'm 40. So, exactly. uh, I'm bored. She's like, this has never been kissed, the sequel. And it's with a biracial <laughs> queen. Um, yeah, so Isabel's husband was white, but we don't ever see him. Obviously, no, but we don't really see no him. No flashbacks to the white husband. Yeah. He did. So they're going on the date. And right, what does Isabel say? She's like, you can go out with him if you let me drive you. Yes. So they go to pick Jonathan up at his house, which I think this is Isabel's ploy yeah. the whole time. She's like, I yeah, don't really yeah. even need a chaperone. I don't care. Um, and Megan is not home. But then she's like, oh, you have such a like nice garden. Where are the rose bushes? And he's like, we don't have any rose bushes. And then he also says they don't have a cat. Dun, dun. So no cat, no rose bushes. What are the scratches from? Also, let's keep in mind that when Isabel goes to pick up Jonathan, they're at a house in the suburbs. Right. They are not at the apartment across the street <laughs> That's from a the great theater. Point. Yeah. Where we saw, we thought we saw Megan get strangled and, and then answer the door in her Diane Keaton fedora. And Roz is like, I don't know, mom, maybe they keep a place in town. And it's like, this is a town of like four stoplights. Like you don't need a you don't need a country home and a city home. <laughs> like Roz. Wake up. I know. This is not making sense. And then that night at work, basically Isabel finds a baton, <laughs> which which Megan said she won in a charity auction the previous year. And it's like Tchaikovsky's Tchaikovsky. baton. There was a charity auction. 
and Megan mentioned that in one of the conversations the where she's being really nosy. Very, yeah, at the very like telling beginning, a lot of the espresso, because she's like, you should listen to classical music while you're studying. I have this Tchaikovsky baton. And then she's like, I'm a nerd. And it's like, what? You sound rich to me. You're buying batons at auctions. I, she's like, I, and I'm like, oh. I knew this baton was going to come back because I was like, why is this bitch talking about a Tchaikovsky baton? But now I don't know <laughs> where it leads it to. It does not come to anything, okay? <laughs> or we missed it because it was like, Real complicated in the background because basically <laughs> we see this baton in the costume jewelry box at the theater. Right. Which so which that, Cameron has told her not to touch, look at, go near. Right. Because this jewelry, a lot of the stuff is like delicate. So first of all, it's a baton. It's not costume jewelry. We know it's something that Megan said she had before. So what's it doing at the theater? So we're already like, okay, what's going on? Plus, you know, Megan knows a lot about Cameron. So it's like, okay, what's going on here? And this is also a baton, though, that when Isabel mentioned it earlier, Megan was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. So again, yet another reason why it's like, okay, you mentioned it. These are the mind games. These are the mind games. These are the malicious mind games. (laughs) And so Isabel does kind of push Cameron on it. Not even push. She asks one more question. And Cameron's like, stop asking me about the baton. Ask me so many damn questions. And that's when I wrote down, Cameron is so mean. <laughs> like, I, I let me play this character. Of course, I don't want to take work from a black woman, but please just write me a Cameron esque <laughs> character because it's just like, what are her intentions? Be mean. You know, like, exactly. I would be fun to. Yeah, yeah, prepare. yeah. It's one note and it's a B flat. Yes. Okay. So Isabel drops Roz off at school. She sees Megan also doing the drop off. Does no one ride the damn bus anymore? Um, <laughs> And so she follows her home to the home, the country home, um, where the supposed rose bushes are not. And she's watching her. She is trimming bushes. So it's like, why didn't you just say a flower that you actually have? You're showing us trim bushes. It was just real strange. Okay. She's trimming. Then she sees her go to her car, open the trunk and pull out a Kim Zolciak blonde wig. Who's Kim Zolciak? <laughs> she was the lone white woman on the first few seasons of Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> There's yet to be another white woman. <laughs> and she <laughs> wears wigs and um, has worn wigs her whole life. And it's just like a long blonde, you know, like if you were going to be Ann Coulter for Halloween wig. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Absolutely. Okay, so then when we see the wig, though, then I'm thinking, okay, the gossipy doctor lady who bought Isabel coffee... She must have a someone assuming her identity. Uh huh. Yeah, is what I'm assuming. Because then it's like, okay, what is this? But then it's like they literally look identical. So I'm like, you're related to this person anyway. So it's like, but okay, here's the thing. Isabel like tries to take a picture on her phone. She's like trying to get a picture, but she's like uh, classically, you know, she's watching her from her car from across the street. She's got to like slink down low so that the woman doesn't see her. And it's like. She ain't even zooming in or nothing. Mm-mm. I'm like, okay, you're not even catching any information. No. And it's not illegal to have a blonde wig. You know, like <laughs> she's not even doing anything nefarious. It looks like it could be Halloween time. I know. I was like hoping. I was like, oh, is she going to find a, see a body in the trunk? I was like, no, we saw two legs sticking out. That's what That I would thought. be something good. But because that almost seems like the type of bad crime, like management Megan would do, just like opening her trunk. Like it's like, she's not even in a garage. It's like driveway, middle of the day. She's gardening. And then she's like, well, I got to get my blonde. Like everyone <laughs> is clunky as a clog. <laughs> so that night, the students are having their play rehearsal and Isabel and Mr. Cho, okay, um, 
They <laughs> are chatting and she tries to get like some more information about Megan from him. Listen. Are you here for the parent fundraising meeting later? Henry, I basically live here. I'm here for a lot of things. But uh, I did want to talk to you. Oh? About Rosaline? Not about her, per se. You'll think I'm a horrible gossip. Come on. I teach at a high school in the suburbs. I promise you I've heard worse gossip. How well do you know Megan? She's really helped with the theater club this year, after Mr. Branson left. Mr. Branson? The old 12th grade English teacher. He ran the theater club until he retired last year. To be honest, I would have been really lost without Megan. She made all the arrangements with Cameron to rent the theater out again. She's the one who made the arrangements with Cameron? Well, Mr. Branson started it all, but she took over as school liaison. Why do you want to know? Rosaline and Jonathan have been spending a lot of time together, and I just want to know who she's hanging out with. Especially after what happened with the two of them? Maybe I'm being a helicopter mom, but after the year she's had, I just want to make sure she's okay. I get that. Megan is tenacious. Her ex had great lawyers, but she still ended up with custody, alimony in the house. She's someone who gets what she wants. Okay, to me, that's just like how teachers talk about moms. But I'm sorry, how does Mr. Trout know about the results of her divorce? Oh, do you know what I mean? Right. She's like, well, she got the house and she got this. Oh, she's, right. like, she's a woman who gets what she wants. I'm like, Mr. Trout, why do you know all that? <laughs> Mr. Cho, he's he's a meddler. And I think like- He is a meddler. He's kind of like a hunk. And so I bet the moms tell him stuff. Like, well, you know, she got the house and the divorce. And he's like, okay. <laughs> but then like, he's like, well, yeah, maybe a maybe a hot, cooler mom will ask me about this and I can tell her someday. <laughs> so the kids have all like gone off. And so they're having this chat and when and they're on stage talking when suddenly a chandelier falls <gasps> and almost hits them both. <laughs> Oh, I said Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Get out of here. Okay. So I know. We don't even see anybody. Like, no. we don't see, like, you know, like, footsteps no. or anything to let us know. It's, it's just like, okay, this chandelier fell. A big chandelier. So, later that night, the mom, the mom crew, they are still at the theater and they're discussing fundraising options. And Megan, you can tell she's like the Regina George. Like, it's like, they're going to do what she she wants. And then there's like this other mom that's like, how about we have a bake sale? And they're like, we're not going to have a bake sale. Everybody has like gluten or vegan or something. And as I'm watching this, and since I just became a mom, I'm like, mom culture sucks in movies. Like, it's (laughs) just, they make it look so bleak. Yeah, they're all so mean to each other. Yeah. And it's like they have to cut each other down and gossip about each other. And it's I'm just late. Like, oh, I'm tired. Okay. My husband left. Like, it's just... <laughs> Those are your three mom options. That, it's so, it's so brutal. But then we find out the kids are about to have a sleepover. My daughter, Teresa, she plays Olivia. She's having a slumber party this Saturday. I know she already adores Rosaline. She'd be welcome to come. That sounds great. I appreciate that. You know, you're welcome to hang out with us, too. We all go out to a bar when the kids are together. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a plan. Usually when there's a sleepover, the moms go and like have a drink and have a hang. So Isabel drops Roz off at whatever house the party's at. I don't even know. One of the moms. Yeah. But 
you see basically like four teenage women and Jonathan there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. And I was like, why is he here? Okay, yes, you did write that in the notes, and I did have to confess that we were allowed to have co-ed sleepovers for for theater. Were the boys homosexual, though? Most, but not all. This is my thing, because... Not all. Remember... <laughs> But here's the thing, though. Isabel has already made where she's like, let me meet this boy that you're kissing, right? Like, when she go, when she first finds out that Roz is making out with him, she's like, I want to meet him. So she goes over there. And it's like, well, let me meet his mother. Like, she's trying to, like, be involved. So to me, it didn't fit with her then yeah. seeing Jonathan was going to be there and be like, oh, yeah, just go spend the night with your boyfriend. You don't think they're going to find, like, the friggin' master bedroom and go have sex right. or something? And I do think... Um yeah, I, there were definitely not gay boys who spent the night. Um, oh, really? At, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't doing well, anything. I know. You were, but, the best, you were the best daughter in the world. I remember, yeah, I remember maybe some things happened. I can't believe that because it just feels like Isabel's already, so, she won't let her daughter have coffee, okay? Right. And then they go to the bar and it's just Megan and Isabel. She's like, oh yeah, the other moms didn't come. And I'm like, what? And so like, then Megan's being really buddy-buddy. And I'm like, yeah. okay, is this the other version of her? Because like, it seems so yeah, different so now you're than thinking the first like version. Split personalities. I'm thinking- You're thinking like a split I actually, I actually, from the get, was like, there's two of them. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought maybe that the doctor was the evil one. Interesting. And that this mom is like, what the heck? And that maybe this is now the doctor again. That's why. Okay, I so then listen to this. Mm, thank you. Enjoy. Oh, here, have some. Oh, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm allergic to shellfish. Rosalina and I both are, actually. You and I are actually uh, a lot alike. You think so? I don't think we're very much alike. Well, we have more in common than the other parents at school. How so? Well, you're a widow and I'm divorced. We both know what it's like to lose the life we were supposed to live. What do you mean by that? Never mind, you probably wouldn't understand. Uh, no, no, try me. I want to understand. I want to understand you. Okay, well, uh, I was adopted. Uh, I never really knew my birth parents, so. Okay, so this is the moment for me where I'm like, okay, so now it's finally because the moment that she says she's adopted, right. I bring in my previous lifetime movie knowledge. Uh -huh. And we all know from Killer Twin that people love separating their identical siblings. People love separating some siblings. So then the woman we're talking to, who I think, what I think is the woman we're talking to took over the doctor's life. Mm. And then what Isabel saw was that woman killing the doctor. Yeah. Right? But then, here's my question though. Who is the real parent of Jonathan? Yes. Like, which one is actually Jonathan's mom? Yeah, because Jonathan would know, I think. Right, exactly. Like, so like, even though this is like coming together, I'm still confused. Right. The important things that I can touch down on though is that Megan orders a shrimp cocktail at a bar. And that's <laughs> when I said, okay, now I relate to this, Megan. Um, uh -huh. And then it's also brought up that Isabel and Roz both have a severe shellfish allergy. And I'm like, right. this is going to be important, just like the poppy seeds, which was also a twin movie. Quiller twin. That was in Qu Killer Twin. What's Quiller? <laughs> Quiller. It was in Quiller Quinn. <laughs> That's what CJ does whenever I mispronounce a word and I hate it so much. I'm so sorry. I just did it too. 
oh, it's fine. I would obviously normally point it out, but because I was like, well, what if they cut it out? But now we've made a meal Spoiler. of it. So I'm sure it'll stay in. Um, and um, speaking <laughs> of CJ, he's also has EpiPen, anaphylactic to um, shellfish and most other seafood. And sometimes I do go, woof, I could lifetime off him. Super easy. Because I'd be like, where's your EpiPen? He's like, I think it's in. And I'm like, well, you're dead. You know, so. Oh my God. But I do You are thi- terrible. You know not, you need his income. Don't you kill him? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, whenever this arises, I'm like, this is gonna be important. Absolutely. Well, after that happens, Isabel goes to work. Is yeah. this the same night? I think it's like maybe the next night because like did she have the night off i don't know exactly time is confusing in this world <laughs> you know because it mostly takes place at night and she's constantly like waking <laughs> up and it's like was she asleep for 10 minutes or was she asleep all night and she's having like visions um which mm-hmm. like seem real but then are not real and also a lot of the visions sometimes like when people have visions or nightmares they are things that have happened in the past these seem mm-hmm. to be pure hallucinations out of thin air right 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 well, I'll tell you, it was not a hallucination because <laughs> to Isabel walking into work, she goes into the office and what does she find? But Cameron on the floor of her office, unconscious. What? I did not see that coming. I did not see Cameron unconscious coming in this movie. <laughs> and she's like knocked out. And then Isabel calls the cops and then the cops are like, I don't know, because the security cameras are out. Megan. Megan, I can't. Megan, I can't. We got to take a break. These cops are saying, I don't know. And a woman on the floor unconscious. We got to take a break. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Okay, and we are back. And I'm still mad. I have to confess that I had forgotten about Cameron. And then when I saw her unconscious, I thought, I'm surprised that didn't happen sooner. With the <laughs> level of rudeness she is throwing around to loan sharks. Like, you know that saying, like, do you kiss your mama with that mouth? I want to be like, do you talk to loan sharks with that mouth? Because you are me. <laughs> oh, God. Well, then the next thing we see, you know, basically, yes, the cops are like, we don't know. Cameron's in the hospital. We don't know how she's doing either. Like, it seems pretty touch and go because she's like out of it. I thought she was dead. (laughs) Well, honestly, see, that wouldn't surprise me because I was like, what is even Cameron? Cameron is like, she owes people money and she's mean. I don't really see her staying around. And we just have people getting bonked on the head left and right in this theater. And it's like, you cannot be sending high school students there anymore. You know? know? Like, this is a safety hazard. I know. Uh, it's like a, a, the, the place of two assaults. Right. And they're like, we're going like, to have... <laughs> a matter <laughs> of days. And Mr. Cho's like, okay, be off book. <laughs> so, yes, Isabel's outside the theater. It's night. She's awake, surprisingly. She sees mm-hmm. Megan drive up. 
Megan does not clock that Isabella is outside watching her from 13 feet away. And then she takes something out of her car and then she goes into the apartment building across the street. The apartment where we first thought, you know, where Isabel was like, oh, something happened to her, where she wears her fedora. Like, look, honestly, if I was choosing to dress the way Megan dressed when the cops showed up, I might need a separate apartment too. (laughs) This is where I go to to just like look like a damn fool and act crazy. And so what I think they want us to believe is that she took the wig out of her trunk and puts it on before she goes into the building. There is no way at... Mm -hmm. Naomi and I know wigs. There's no way (laughs) that the wig from her trunk is what is on her head when she walks into this apartment building. There's just no way. And then Isabel, again, being the perfect security guard she is, the one who falls asleep standing up all night long, she leaves her post at the theater. She follows, she like trails Megan as she's walking in and she just like kind of keeps her distance but keeps listening. And then... Megan's walking in the elevator in the lobby and she's stopped by a private investigator who calls her Celine Russell. Celine Russell? I'm a private investigator. Your family hired me. They just want to make sure you're okay. My family. Yeah, I guess they would be a little worried, but I'm fine. You can tell them that. They didn't need to hire a private investigator. Well, they're more than a little worried. I think if you told them yourself that you're okay, it would go a long way. They just want to know what's going on with you. <laughs> Nothing's going on with me. I just, I just don't want to talk with them. They should respect that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so now who we think is Megan is actually Celine. Right. That is what we're thinking here. Right. So if, if this PI is at this apartment building, it, would make sense that Celine lived at that apartment building and that Megan right. lives in the country house. Okay. Maybe. Yes, maybe. True. So then Isabel gets a text from Henry Cho. Hello. Um, and he's at the theater waiting for her. Because apparently she had asked him to come there, why we don't know, but then she's like, you should leave. None of that makes any sense. So then we are at the fundraiser, which they ended up deciding on was a black tie party at Megan's house. I am living. This is the most insane thing I've ever livid. heard. Can you imagine? And they didn't decorate the house or nothing. No. She doesn't have a massive backyard that you could convert. We're talking, come into the house in a in a formal dress and just have a cheese puff. And people had to buy tickets to go to this woman's house to eat Costco appetizers. This I'm is not understanding. I'm adding this to the things that upset me about mom culture. Because the reality <laughs> is, I think people have to do this, you know, to like, no, we're fundraising for our kids. And so you have to like go to someone's house and pretend you're at a gala. But that's insane. At least give me some live music. Give me something like elevate the look. Like you could have something at a house, but most certainly you better have a deck for dancing well, and some greenery with twinkly lights. Naomi, they needed you because you were the performing arts co-chair. And so they needed <laughs> someone up in there to help party plan this. Cause it's just like, yeah, it's just like a bowl of chips on the counter. <laughs> So Isabel, everybody in fancy dresses they got from the costume closet at the theater. Isabel takes this opportunity at the saddest party of all time. I wonder how much tickets were. Like if tickets were (laughs) over $20, I'm pulling my kid out of the school. They'd have to be because remember, they made fun of the other mom who was like, let's have a bake sale. We made $1,000 last year. And they said $1,000 barely covered anything. So you got to be at least charging $50. 
75, oh 100 gosh, ahead yeah, because this. they're having to buy the food and, you know, probably some Martinelli sparkling cider. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're not serving alcohol. Of course, the children are there. Ugh, okay. So Isabel goes poking around up in Megan's bedroom to search for evidence. And she finds a note that Megan handed to Cameron in the theater because there's like a little rosebud on it. And inside the note, it says, I have something you can use as collateral. An antique baton. (laughs) What? Okay. So, and again, this is where it's confusing because it's like, okay, first of all, we know this is the Tchaikovsky baton. Of course. What other baton could it be? (laughs) What other baton could it be that... that even know which one honey somebody got at the damn fundraiser i think celine we know was celine got it at the fundraiser that it was in the jewelry case at the theater and then the detective told us that the baton was reported stolen but did he ever say who reported it stolen no and the collateral make any sense collateral to who the loan sharks the loan sharks but like megan Slash Celine is just loaning out her baton she loves so much to loan sharks. Like, I don't. And why would Megan have that note? It doesn't seem. I, I, it's not making sense. It's starting to fall apart. Okay. <laughs> it's starting to fall apart here. Okay. So um, Mr. Cho comes in to the bedroom and I'm like, yes. What are you doing? Henry. Um, hi. Am I interrupting? Oh, um. Megan asked me to come here and look for uh, something. Uh, Celebrity headshots for the auction. Oh, I wasn't aware that Megan collected headshots. Yeah, yeah, her ex-husband's cousin was a collector and they got all of her things before she died. Huh, that's very generous of her to donate to the auction. Yeah. I came to get signed celebrity headshots. Her ex-husband's cousin <laughs> worked in headshots. It was like, and hey, he's you like, are not good at lying. And it's like, I'm glad you don't do it all. Mr. Often. Cho is up there putting his coat down. Why didn't you just say you were putting your coat down too? <laughs> so another mom, the mom who wanted to have the bake sale, she comes looking for Megan. She's like looking for Megan in her house. Probably to yell at her. Exactly. And then... You know, she was about to walk into where Isabel and Mr. Cho are. And so Isabel is like, Ma, quick, kiss me. And she like pulls him in for a kiss so that the mom thinks that they're making she out. and Mr. Cho were making out in the bedroom. Now, I don't know how that's any better it's than what not. they were actually it's doing. It's absolutely not. It's worse. Um, I think she just like, <laughs> here's my chance. And to that, I say kudos, Isabel. You were not Mr. sleeping not on like this it. job. Okay, but he that's what he has he to do. He was like, what are you doing? That's what Mr. Cho, <laughs> he has to pretend. He's pretending. Okay, so then she and, then she admits that she's snooping. Isabel, what's really going on here? Remember when I told you I thought I saw a murder? Cameron's involved, and I think Megan is too, but I'm not sure if it was a murder or something else. You think I'm crazy? No. Megan's been acting really strange lately. Something's up with her. I know it. But why would she do this? She's involved in Cameron's money troubles, but I'm not sure how yet. I tried to get into her apartment the other day, but she was there. So I'm looking for evidence here. You know what? And for a penny, how can I help? 
And then they find a picture of Celine, but someone has been cut out of it. Right. But let's also just point out, she admits that she's snooping and he's like, okay, I'll help. He's like, uh, in for a penny, in for a pound. But the thing is, he, <laughs> he went to the theater last night and she's like, you can go home. Well, he's been he's been helping since day one. I know, but it's also like she's jerking him around where it's like, you know what, why don't you just leave her alone and just say, call me when you have something tangible. Because you have to remember, his job is on the line. And he's he's already been caught making out with one mom. Now he's going to be caught snooping and possibly stealing from the house of another mom. Mr. Cho, you out of work. Okay, so the moment I knew it was coming happens. Roz is downstairs and she is seizing. She's having a full yeah. seizure. Um, and I know that someone has slipped her shellfish. Um, so Isabel goes downstairs, gives her the EpiPen. And then as we know, it's like, you have to get to the hospital ASAP. Anyway, like the yeah. EpiPen only tied you over. And everyone's like, no, right. she was just like eating a brownie. Right. Sure. But as that's happening, my favorite is literally, and I hope the person who runs our fan account can just get a clip because that, I mean, that person is really doing the social media. Oh, they're incredible. Gods for us. Because there's nothing better than literally a teenager is having a violent seizure and needs to go to the hospital. People are concerned. Megan is just sitting there chomping out a brownie. Yeah. Like nothing happening. She could not, this is at her house, by the way. Right. Okay. She cannot care. She's literally just like a very large, dramatic brownie bite. She's like, "Mm -hmm." pretend you care. Oh my God. Paper towels. Something. Something. (laughs) Someone get a bowl of hot water. Just act like you're doing something. At this point, I I think we both think Megan is a criminal of some kind. And it's like, you are so bad. You are like, I think you could have gotten away with whatever you did, which is still confusing to me. If you just would have like, oh yeah, how are you? Exactly. Oh, it, no, exactly. it was actually the peony bush. Oh my God, it, is she okay? Like, those are three right. chances. We're just, yes and it, bitch. I know. I know. She I can't. know. She could it's not like even. she wants to get caught. Exactly. So that Isabel, she is like leaving the hospital. Roz is okay. And the detective is outside the hospital. Okay, great. <sighs> and Isabel's like, Megan poisoned my, my daughter. daughter. Rosaline has a deadly allergy and she knew it. That's a serious accusation. You know how easily cross-contamination can spread. What's your daughter allergic to? Milk? Not Shellfish. I picked the food and made sure there were none on the menu. Look, I don't expect you to take it on faith, but I made everything except these. Those were Megan. If you test one, I'm sure you'll find shellfish residue. Even if I find traces of shellfish, it could be a coincidence. Just run the test, please. Ms. Richardson, we just can't run lab tests on a whim. Do you have kids, detective? I have a daughter, Claire. How would you feel if someone tried to hurt Claire? What would you do? I wouldn't rest until I was sure she was safe. I know it's a big ask. If the tests turn up nothing, I'll stop bothering you about all of it. But I have to keep Rosaline safe. I'll see what I can do. And you know there's nothing that'll get a cop to work faster than the promise of not having to work again. Yes. So, um, he's, so like, he's like, okay, oh, fine. He's like, okay, I'll eat the brownie and see if there's lobster <laughs> in it. Um, so next day, Mr. Cho and Isabel, hot on the trail, they stake out the apartment. Wait, you are missing the best part of why Mr. Cho makes no sense, which is that Isabel is standing outside. Mr. Cho comes up and is like, 
I took off work today. <laughs> no, he, he did like, not didn't say go that. Teach children. No, he's like playing hooky from work. Mister Cho, he's not teaching children, so I, he could be with Isabel. I didn't remember while that. she tries to break into someone's home. <laughs> but see, all that does is make me go. They're in love. Like that's <laughs> well. That's how you know he likes her. Yeah, yeah. of course. That's what, uh, like he didn't like. He didn't quote unquote like the kiss. But then he's taking off work to go search through some woman's apartment. It's like that's that's paying for dinner. I know. But also, <laughs> Isabel's not like, oh, you're not teaching my daughter. Like it's like his, her daughter is one of his students. <laughs> Ugh, but she's bad in his class, so she's like, whatever. She can terrorize a sub for a day. <laughs> okay, so they're on a stakeout outside of this apartment. Whose apartment is it? Megan or Celine? They sneak inside. They pick the lock. They're checking things out. Picking a lock, that would have been like a nice trick to know she had. I um, know. Oh, I guess this is when they find the picture of the two identical sisters. Yes, yes. We also see mail that is addressed to Celine Russell, right? So we know, okay, then that must be Celine's house. Yes. There's mail for her. And then Isabel gets a text from the detective. Something wrong? It's Detective Novak. He had the brownies that Rosaline ate last night tested, and he just told me that the results came back positive for glucosamine powder, which is made with shellfish. It's a joint supplement, not a baking ingredient. That has to have been added on purpose. So it's not like, you know what I mean? It would fall into the baking dish. It was not cross-contamination. It was poison. So they go to leave the house. And Mr. Cho, as they're walking down, he's like, Where's my phone? Must have left it. Stay here. (laughs) And it's like, Mr. Cho, you you are Mr. Magoo. Get it together. It was like, this is the second time you've returned to a place because you've forgotten something. And it's like, why would your phone have not been on your person? Like, yeah, why'd you? Why would you have, like put it on a countertop? He set it or down. Put it <laughs> Maybe she had one of those um, like wireless chargers, and he's like, "Well, I'll just, I'll just get a little charge real fast <laughs> while we poke around." Use? And then he's like, "Oh while God, I gotta go get it." Oh my God. Okay, so he goes back, and then he gets pushed down the stairs and knocked out. <laughs> Who did that? Who did that, Megan? I don't because know. remember, he's gone up, which right. means that person has to have come from above. <laughs> How does somebody get past them to go above and push him down the stairs? Right. And if they were in the apartment, wouldn't they have gone boogie, 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 and popped out? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So that night, Isabel's like, listen, Roz, your boyfriend is mom shady. She tells her all like the things that have been going on. And she's like, you need to stay away from Jonathan. And Roz is like, I can't believe you're doing this to me. No, it's not just petulant. Rosalind, this is where you can tell Rosalind 25. Because she goes off on her and it's just like... I told you that all those energy shots are bad for you. They, they scrambled your brain up or something. Hold on now. No, you're telling me that my boyfriend's mom tried to kill me and, and the theater director? She is so mean to her. The like, she's so mean to her mother. Mean. Where she was just like, you know, you're a mess and this is all your fault. And it's like, my God, Rosalind. You're, you're hallucinating. Sleepwalking like you did right after dad died. And you're doing it again, Mom. Ruining my life with your overactive imagination. And if Dad were still here, you would have... That's enough. Look, the way children talk to their parents in Lifetime movies is always a little crazy. Yeah. But I find it is especially egregious to me when the mom is black. Because it's just like, I'm sorry. You should whoop her ass or you should give her a look that lets her know to be quiet. Because the way Rosalind... Like, Rosalind was just really living in her privilege in that moment. Yeah. 
going off on her mother in a way that, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is like when I think you guys are sisters because she's talking to you, not like a child to a parent. She's talking to you like your sister who's like, get it together, Izzy. Can I also speak up on behalf of the children in the Lifetime universe though? Because whenever they lose a parent, they are moved to a new town and new school. And it's like, can't they just stay in the town? Can't they stay? Why? So we you don't, think that's why they're such assholes? Well, we don't. Isabel never says like, oh, I have family here. Or like, this is closer mm-hmm. to work. I, it's like, they just moved to move. Just to move. Right, 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 right. So I think she's you're pissed. Right, but right. I mean, but at, we did learn at one point, one of the moms is like, Ross is the coolest girl in school. Like she has <laughs> come to the school and become like really popular, which, yeah, you everyone know, loves that's her. a win for her. Well, that's, I mean, I think that's part of being like old enough to buy everybody alcohol. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think she's the oldest kid and they're all like, we like her. She can get us free stuff. So they have this dust up. And then Isabel, like it's later in the night. Isabel goes to Roz's room to give her dinner and she's not in there. Now, I think she like ran away because she's mad at her. But then she calls uh-huh. her phone and who answers? Megan. Megan answers. Dun, dun. Hello, Isabel. Megan? What did you do to my daughter? Oh, oh, do you want to know? Don't you <laughs> hurt her? We're at the theater. Come alone. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay, so she gets to the theater and we see Roz up on the stage tied up, which is like what Isabel was having as like a fever dream in the opening scene. So like right. she had she had foretold Sorry, this in her pre- mind. I know, a premonition? Yeah, a premonition, thank you. When she gets to the theater, she sees her. Isabel immediately like, you know, goes to her daughter and starts untying her. But before she can even finish, Megan slash Celine knocks her out with a piece of plywood yep. and then ties her to a chair. Yep. Cut to yet again, Isabel waking up. Okay, Isabel's constantly just waking up to a brand new world. Well, and now she's had her second concussion of the movie. Interesting. Interesting. Is she worried about Mr. Cho? Oh, we heard that Mr. Cho was in the hospital. When she fights with Rosalind, when she like tells Rosalind, she's like, Mr. Cho and I. And then of course, Rosalind's like, what were you doing with Mr. Cho? And it's like, Rosalind, they grown. Right. And honestly, you might want your mother to like your teacher so that maybe you stop failing English. But all we know is he's in the hospital. Okay. So now Cameron and Mr. Cho are both in the hospital. Yes. And Isabel and Roz are both tied to a chair. And Megan slash Selena's walking around like a psycho. So Isabel does the classic lifetime heroin thing. She gets Megan slash Celine talking. Listen to this. What are you going to do? Oh. Are you scared? Is she scary? Don't worry. I'm not going to kill you with these. It's ridiculous. I have a better idea. Imagine the headlines. Security guard and her daughter perish in a tragic fire at the historic Regent Theater. (sighs) Considering how old the wiring is, I think it's pretty smart. Don't you? Miss Everett, please don't do this. Please don't. Oh, Rosaline. Please. Rosaline. Please believe me when I tell you I don't want to do this. Your mom just wouldn't stop. Even after I warned her, even after I got rid of the security tapes, even after I got rid of Cameron, she just wouldn't let it go. So you did hurt Cameron. You're the one who hit me in the head and trashed the office. But how did you break in? No, you, you didn't. 
You have a key to the theater. Henry told me how helpful you were with the theater club, but Mr. Branson was hit. That's pretty much the one thing that being a suburban housewife taught me is to use your connections. They always confess. They always and do not these... not just confess. They're writing a memoir, I know. Honey. They give beat by beat. Like, they'll be like, oh, wait, wait, I missed something. Okay, so then there was the baton. Like, they, they just <laughs> really take you through it in a way that is so nice for the viewer. But, like, are we just always getting these people to confess? But also, they still didn't take me through it enough because I'm no. like, what is happening at parts? What is but going on with what, the baton? I actually could exactly, can, we, exactly. can we circle back to that? I would have loved that if she had just been like, and the baton, why was it in the I jury wanted game? it. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what we get so the person that isabel first met who was really chatty who gave her coffee was celine the doctor yes celine the doctor who lived right across from the theater and she had a perfect life it seemed like she got adopted by people that liked her right but here's the thing so the megan is jonathan's mom yes she seemed like, I guess what? Like she married her high school sweetheart and he cheated on her. So she felt like the world had just like turned its back on her. Yeah. And she also said she hated her son or she was like, my son's annoying or something. She's like, I did everything (laughs) right and my life still sucks. And it's like, it looks like you have a pretty nice house. I know. I was like, you got the house and you got like your money. You can start fresh and you're also like, cute. you're not old. No. It's not over. No, not over at all. And your son's going to be out of the house in like a year and a half. And he actually seems like kind of a nice kid. I know. That's why I was like, what is going on? But here's the other thing, too, that's always just so funny to me. And this is what we need to stop doing. If you are going to separate siblings, move out of state, okay? If you're so devoted to separating these people, they cannot grow up 30 minutes apart. This is, like, what I'm not getting. And I don't know, did Celine just come to the neighborhood when she went to medical school or what? Because how is Celine right there? And then here's the question, though. Who was Cameron arguing with? Right. Was it Megan? Who says she has nothing? Or is it Celine who comes from the rich family and maybe gave Cameron money? We don't know. And who took the baton? (laughs) And why did the baton exist at all? So those two huge unanswered questions. But as Megan's monologuing about killing her sister, Jonathan comes in looking for his phone. Uh, And that is just a wonderful story device. When you need someone to show up somewhere, just have them look for their phone. I lost my phone. I lost my phone. And Jonathan's like, You killed someone. Jonathan, let me me explain. Just listen. And now you're trying to kill them. Like, he has no idea that any of this has been going on, which I'm like kind of happy for Roz because then it's like maybe they can still date. Maybe, right. But that is also funny because basically he comes in, dumb as a doorknob, and it's just like, Basically, it's like, you killed... So, so, and he gets the gist. Basically, he sees his girlfriend and her mother tied to chairs <laughs> as his own mother stands around them with, like, some large gardening shears. And he hears her say, you killed someone. It's like, okay, great. You're up to speed, Jonathan. You're up to speed. <sighs> and he tries to stop his mom, and there's a struggle. And while that's happening, Isabel and Roz free themselves from mm-hmm. the bonds. And Isabel restrains Megan. And this is, like, you guys... And then I burst out laughing because she's tying her up <laughs> Megan's like, I didn't mean to kill anybody to her son. And just as she says that, the cops walk in and the detective goes, You heard her, boys. Megan Everett, you're under arrest for murder. Yes. I mean, the levels of a cab in the Lifetime universe are unparalleled. They literally coming in on the tail end of not just a confession, but restraining Mm -hmm. the culprit. Uh And then go, you heard her, boys. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, my God. I screamed. And I'm I like, who screaming. called the police? Like, I 
Because she did say come alive. Right, who called it? If, if Isabel had been tied up <laughs> and she was unconscious, unless she called them before that all happened, which means they're taking... They don't even have Domino's rules. They can't even get there in 30 minutes or less. But what they, why'd she call him? Because her daughter was mean to her? Um, maybe. Well, no, because her daughter was taken. I know, but she said, come alone. You know how it's like, yeah, if you call the police. And I bet Mr. Cho was like, I got to call the police. I can't find my phone. <laughs> <laughs> he said, please, can you go to the theater? I can't find my phone. And they're like, you know what, Jonathan? He just called us to look for his phone. We're already on our way. <laughs> So after this, we cut to three months later. Classic time frame. Classic, okay. And Isabel is dropping Rosalind off at school. And we learn that Cameron is still in hospital care (laughs) getting physical therapy. I shouldn't laugh. It's like, what? I'm laughing because I thought she died. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, Cameron, I fully forgot. You know, fully forgot. Right. But while that's happening... Isabel is taking over running the theater, which what is there to run when there is no active production besides the high school production? Another fact that we have not mentioned because it didn't really seem to matter is that yes, Isabel was going to school. She wanted to go to graduate school for theater management. No. And so this is a great opportunity. She gets to practice running a theater while her boss's PT happens. And we find out that she and Mr. Cho are dating. <laughs> and we find that Jonathan is, quote, moving back to town. Okay. Where has he been for three months? Okay. What does that mean? So let's unpack all of that. Okay. You don't need a master's to run a community theater. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you did, there'd be no community theaters. So it's like, girl, please don't take the GMAT. Please don't go to grad school. You will be... Th- right. <laughs> Why don't you light your money and that baton on fire? Um, (laughs) How long was Mr. Cho in the hospital? Has she been dating him while he was in the hospital and going through his own PT? Sort of while you were sleeping. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I'm imagining it's got to be a while you were sleeping. I feel like he wasn't in the hospital too long though, right? But then she came and like helped him get better. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like she go visit him in the hospital. She'll fall asleep a damn cell. So nobody's really, I'm like, how high functioning are you, Isabel? Well, I'm just like, okay, so if it's Megan who attacked Mr. Cho and Cameron, it would be the same like level of strength that I'm like, how is Mr. Cho out and dating and Cameron is still hospitalized? Well, let me tell you my theory. It's because Cameron was found and we don't know how long she was like unconscious before she was found. Okay. Whereas Mr. Cho, pretty immediate. Also, Mr. Cho's young and fit. He's a young, fit man and he only fell from like, the landing. Do you know what I mean? Like, or like from the ones, like he's fell like five steps. And so I think that could have been it. Yeah. But I'm trying, but my other question is, where has Jonathan been? Okay. You think he just moved to his dad's for three months? My theory is that Jonathan has been with the family that adopted Celine. No. Yeah. They were like, oh, we lost a daughter and, and her twin is now in prison. Oh, she has a boy. Come stay with us for the summer. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope. Maybe. Is it even the, but is it like still the semester? This thing, I don't it wasn't know. even summer break. I just need to know. It was like three months. For, it's like Jonathan's quote, moving back to town. Yeah. It's like, what? I, I just felt like. I want to see the play because like, <laughs> I think we find out Roz has like, a leading role. And it's like, can we, can't we get just like a snippet of the play? Oh my gosh. That's that. This movie was, <laughs> this movie was wild. That's that indeed. 
that was that. Those are malicious mind games, <laughs> which really weren't mind games as much as just like a killer twin scenario. It was a killer twin scenario. I mean, the mind games were so malicious, we didn't know what they were. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we even put under a spell. But we do know there was a bitch named Megan, and now she's in jail. I wish we'd gotten, you know I love when we cut to them, like when the final tag is like them yeah. in jail. But it's like Megan was like not even... She just like Good. snapped. Like and Yeah, she, she wasn't a mastermind. No, not at all. And like yeah, she yeah, wasn't yeah. evil. She just was like, You went to med school, my son's annoying. Like it's like, girl, <laughs> that's your like if anything, if I was her lawyer, I'd be like, There's no motive. Like this doesn't even <laughs> like I know you killed her, but like why? Oh my god. This one was a real doozy. And quite <laughs> honestly, I think next week we got another doozy. Yes. And I feel like this is a lot of this is really in honor of you because this movie, you know, we had a villain named Megan. And now this next one is about babies. So let's see what's going on here. Next week, we'll be talking to you about the movie and baby will fall. Okay. So this is another one in our rendition of Throwback Thursday, because we are getting into the 2011 great time period, murder suspense flick and baby will fall. Ivy and David Rose, happily married high school sweethearts. Okay. So it worked out for them are expecting (laughs) their first child when they have a yard sale to clear out clutter before the baby arrives among the bargain shoppers is high school classmate Melinda White who coincidentally is also pregnant but when Melinda mysteriously disappears the roses shockingly become the prime suspects oh my god okay you can watch this on lifetimemovieclub.com so come on now go to lifetimemovieclub.com slash podcast to sign up and get a free seven-day trial if you haven't done it already okay you guys we'll see you next week bye i love a lifetime movie if you love lifetime movies as much as we do tune into lifetime and lmn to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out the new bomb Lifetime podcast, Crime of a Lifetime, where two amazing hosts take you beyond the headlines of a crime and they get into the nitty gritty twists and turns of the story. Mm, That's my jam. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder and Aisha Jordan. Our editor and sound mixer is Jonathan Siri. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. You should know that by now if you've gotten to this point. You should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.